Nana. And I'm Monkeo, and this is African.American. This is a show about this is a show about immigrants and children of African immigrants living in the United States. Don't what, what why is Don't. the hesitation? <laughs> Don't <laughs> You're not a record player or you're not a DJ. This is a show about this is a show about this. <laughs> One day we'll get it smooth. One day. I have it smooth. Bah. <laughs> that day is not today. At any rate, <laughs> today um, we're going to be talking of what do we call them? Somebody that was here before that came back. So what do you call that? A reoccurring guest. A reoccurring guest. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but this time it's going to be a new topic. Um, there were some different kinds of feelings out in social media when a white girl expressed her excitement about being accepted to Spelman College. Um, and a lot of the feelings came out because Spelman College is an HBCU and she wrote a lot about how she specifically wanted to go to an HBCU. So we brought someone on to talk about this who has who's intimately acquainted with the HBCU and with the Spelman experience. So welcome back, Charity. Thank you. I'm glad to be back with you ladies. We're excited to hear what you have to say. Um, Because yes, people, people felt different ways. I did send some friends that girls posts. And I mean, some of them are not even HBCU people, but people felt some kind of way about it. Um, Let me read her specific post just to acquaint the audience with (laughs) exactly what was said. And I'm quoting here. Transferring to a historically black college or university has been my dream for almost two years now. I could never have genuinely imagined I'd be transferring to the number one HBCU in the country, Spelman College, the home of black girl magic. I feel beyond grateful for every facet of my journey and for this immense privilege. During April of 2019, I stood gazing at the ocean next to one of my best friends at the Black Student Union bonfire when he told me I should think about going to an HBCU. From that moment on, I knew God had a plan for me. I want to thank my Emoja family. My incredible and remarkable professors, teachers, mentors, counselors, family, and other loved ones for consistently challenging me, teaching me, and pushing me to be my best. I understand the privilege I hold as a white woman in America, and I choose to wake up every day using this privilege to create a more equitable and healed world. And so on and so forth and so on and so forth. Okay. So this is what she posted on Instagram, I believe. So before we get into this, let's reacquaint the audience with who Charity is. Charity, how do you identify yourself in terms of your racial and ethnic background? I am Black, African-American, Ghanaian-American. My father's from Ghana. Um, I grew up here uh, in the States. Uh, for my entire life. So first in Maryland, 
And then when I was 12, my mom got a job relocation to Dallas and we stayed in Dallas and I stayed there from 12 to 18. I currently live in Maryland. Um, it's, it's my home state. Uh, I've always felt like that's home. When Kia mentioned before that you went to Spelman, why did you choose to go to Spelman or to go to an HBCU specifically? And then of course, Spelman is an all women's college. So why Spelman? Yes. So I already had a desire to go to an all women's college. I applied to Wellesley and I applied to Spelman. I wanted to go to a school just for women, something made just for me. And one of my teachers was like, why not go there? It's for black women. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) Actually, a white teacher, one of my, um, we had, I was in a law high school law high school and she was like nothing is wrong with that school and I was like you're right (laughs) I should go there Um, but what also made that decision permanent or you know sealed in my heart was when I went to visit Mm -hmm. and I was like oh definitely (laughs) (laughs) Um, because they made it so special it was Mm -hmm. like we had our own talent show for all the people who were thinking about going and everything. It's really personable. You got to go to the classes with your your host sister that you stayed in the dorm with. So yeah, absolutely. Number one choice. I will they did that too. We did. I know, I know, I know. I it's know. a little, perhaps a little drier. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you will not get that black experience, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was just the community of it all. And then to see everybody that looks like you, too. You don't always have that everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's so much diversity in the women, even though they look like you. Like people are, are from different countries, from different parts of the United States. So I was like, oh, we are really different in the same boat. So it was such a great experience. What was it like in, I think from Dallas in terms of like racial makeup, did you have enough exposure? Did you have a significant black community there, I guess? Yes, Um, I would say because I did live in the part of town that was um, predominantly black and Hispanic, my school was actually mixed in with a lot of black students and Hispanic students. So it's not like I grew up in a predominantly white space, but I still I'm kind of like pro black just in my blood. <laughs> so I wanted to be in that type of space. <laughs> and I knew, you know, people were like college, you know, you can only get this experience once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So why not? You know, but then also at my high school, it was almost like a college campus because oh. it was Um, a law portion, it was a business portion, it was an education portion, it was a science and talented and gifted. The talented and gifted and the science and engineering magnet were mostly white students. Interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that was very weird. Um, But also, I think it was discriminatory in the sense that like they got blue ribbon schools. I don't know if you remember. Yes. My high school is trying to become one. Yeah, they would deem, he would deem, they would deem schools as like being excellent. And I'm like, we're all in the same building. Right. Principals all together who could talk to each other about being better 
And why don't we get the Blu-ray version? Wait, so was it a big umbrella school and then you had the different branches? We were literally, it's, it's called the Magnet Center. So we're actually not part of each other because we are part of the small small portion. So I'm the law magnet student, but that person is a business student. But we we do take like the main classes together, like math. But then I noticed that the talented and gifted students didn't take math with us and they didn't take (laughs) English with us Mm -hmm. and they didn't take things with us. Yeah. But Spelman is the school that helped me understand that dis- discrimination. I didn't even know that was going on. But some discussions that we had at Spelman and it opened my eyes and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is what was going on. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never known, you know, but then talk about your high school experiences and all of it. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is bad. But even Dallas, like in and of itself, you have North Dallas is mostly white people. Like it is segregated Uh, still to this day, still to this day. You mentioned before that it was your white white teacher in high school who kind of seared you or told you about Spelman and said it may be a great institution for you. What do you think is the large, larger kind of U.S. or white perception of Spelman? Like, how do you think they see it versus what? how do you think the black community sees Spelman? Yeah. So the difference here, you know, the black community is like Spelman is like one of the IVs of the HBCUs because they're they're rated number one on the U.S., you know, what is it, News World Report thing like all the time. And then you have white, the the greater U.S. society will probably look at it as less. And I think they're lower, definitely, on that uh, on that rating um, because it's black, probably. I think they still some people still look at it as highly regarded still, Mm -hmm. even though it's a black school. But I will say that I had a Hispanic teacher from my high school who was like, you shouldn't go. He felt like it wasn't good enough that I should be trying to go to some other type, like probably a uh, predominantly white institution. Like Wellesley, yeah. Yeah, so. But that's interesting that the person of color was the one that was saying, don't go there, girl. The girl don't do that. And it's the white person that's like, you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. Mm -hmm. But when, when you think about it, when recruiters try to go to and find black people, they go to black schools. Yes. Yep. They go to Spelman. They go to Howard. They don't they go to Morehouse. They don't come black to person at Wellesley, that was our frustration because we'd be they like. Create, <laughs> they actually create programs for us, you yeah. know, special scholarships for us. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think you do get better treatment if you do go to an HBCU. Not in the sense of like scholarships, though. I think that predominantly white institutions, they bait students by having more money to, to give them and help them during college. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. A friend in high school got into Spelman. She went to Spelman and her joke was that she was going to have to sell her firstborn child to pay that tuition. And it was just wow. like, it was a running, it was a, it was a joke. It's I mean, the truth though. So it's, is that expensive for her to make that joke? <laughs> yeah. It, it's so expensive. Um, but like it's worth it. I, I really think it's worth it. It's just sad that these institutions don't have endowments, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to help people to 
to excel because some people have to leave and go to another school because they can't afford it. So what was your level of interaction with non-black students at Spelman? Were there non-black students? There were. There were like a small number. Did you know them Um, all by first name? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Oh, you did. Oh, my God. Because we had exchange students, you know, you always had exchange students yeah. from Asia, you know, things like that. And then we had an exchange program from Scripps College. That's in Claremont. That's a, a, a women's institution, too. And then um, we had it from Barnard. Wellesley, yeah. too. Wellesley had their But it was typically black students who went. Bar- Barnard um, in, in NYC. So we did have them, but I don't remember just having, you know, a non-black person just there the whole time. I would say that. If they were non-black, then they would be visiting. And they would if- be visiting for a semester or a year. And then I, so I had one friend, I can't remember her name, but she was so nice, like from Scripps College. And she just was completely integrated. Um, She got braids. I was like, okay. (laughs) And she didn't stick out. Like she didn't stick out like a sore thumb. You know, she was, she was interacting with everybody. So, I mean, I hope she had a good experience. I didn't hear anybody say, why she here? You know, it, it wasn't that type of attitude. So, do you think that there is still a need for niche institutions, all women's colleges, HBCUs, HBCUs that are all women's colleges? I know that there is this perception that we need to move away from them because there is no need for them anymore. But do you think there's still a need for them and should they still exist? Absolutely, they should still exist. We still have racism, it's still real. Systemic racism is still real in this society. So, you need these institutions because a lot of times they're not accept like pr- predominantly white institutions aren't accepting black students. So who's going to accept them? You yeah. know, and they they might have the same merit and everything as another student from a different race and they don't get accepted. So we need them. I feel like especially for women's colleges, I think it's a need too because sexism is real. And I think women want to be in those science, you know, professions and in medical things, all that stuff. And they probably won't get as much acceptance in other institutions. But also just having a safe space. Like, exactly. You can't can't make a price on that. Like, you can't get that anywhere else. And I think it's needed. You live in a society that's always telling you you're not good enough, you're not good enough. Let's have some place, institution, some sisterhood that's going to lift you up because you need it, actually. Like, (laughs) you you haven't been getting it your entire life. And so you still need network. I know people say segregation is bad and it is bad, but it did allow black communities to have like their own businesses and, you know, like they were more together on things. So I think HBCUs brings that type of brotherhood, sisterhood to the black community because other communities are doing it. Jewish yeah. people are doing it. Like Asian people are doing it. They got their Chinatown. They got, you know, 
And we don't really have all of that. What was your reaction to the white student whose post I read before? I mean, I do you like think that her post? What about her post didn't you like? Yeah. And then I'll share what I didn't like. <laughs> okay, nuns. <laughs> this God-given, you know, dream. It's just, it's weird that she said it was her dream to be on on the camp, you know, one of yeah. the Spellman sisters. When you so read it, you think say, she's black at first, you know? Yeah. Like, off, I'm like, okay, uh-huh. yeah, all right. And then course. you see the picture, and then you're your like... whole life to be at that school. That is very odd to me. And then when you have current events like Rachel Dolezal and like the other lady from the <laughs> other school yes. who was yes. Washington, I'm like, <laughs> is, is that what you're trying to make yourself to be? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was I didn't like that and then the language of like her friend the the guy friend told her to go to a girl school that was interesting so, too that it was a, a man I guess I'm assuming a black man who told her to go okay <laughs> So yeah. is your intention to be with a black man like you know more houses across the street yeah. Right. And you're wearing a, a spell house shirt. You're not just wearing a spellman shirt. True. You're wearing a spell house shirt. So you want to be close to the house? So I- for those of for those of you who don't know, spell house is basically right. spellman and Morehouse put together and it's a name for I know I have a friend who's a spellman alum and she's also a spell house baby. So when a spellman yes, person and, and a Morehouse person get together, they're like together. a spell house. And, and it's just like the name of our relationship. We have a sisterhood, a brotherhood, you know, together. Like we actually get assigned Morehouse brothers when we first get there. It's like really oh, cute. See, it's if I had known that, we didn't get assigned as brothers. We have we got assigned brothers. I mean, and it was a really cool process. Like we're all in line and just whoever interacts, connects, that's your brother. See, yeah, we didn't have that. We had an MIT mixer that the bus people were so desperate to go to, the bus was full and I didn't even go. So we didn't oh, have wow. official there was no we yeah. Interact, we uh we interacted <laughs> with our O9 MIT brother. Yeah, on our own, but this is not like you get a brother. We were you assigned. officially you get yeah. an assigned brother. And you got numbers. It could help, but you, but you're not supposed to date your brother. Uh, you're repeat that again, Sherry. <laughs> you're not supposed to date your brother. It's supposed to be friendly. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a foot in the door, a chance yeah. to you know interact with. You wanted to start like friendship, then get to romance. <laughs> Girl, but anyway, I'm just like, what is her intention? That's all I'm trying to figure out. I mean, oh, somebody told me about it before I read her post. I think you, Charity, was the one who sent me the actual post. Yes, let me look at the post. It and <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, what's wrong with it? If we want white folks to further understand, she seems like she wants to understand. Let's welcome her into the community. And right. then I read her post. And then I was like... <laughs> Why are you so motivated? Like, it seems like a, a strong motivation to go to an HBC. Like, why? 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 And then the whole Black Girl Magic, that's what got me. I know she said home of Black Girl Magic, but in, in the way in which she she put it, I was just like, wait, is that magic supposed to sprinkle on you too? 
It's so odd. It is. Then it's reflective pool. Like she was just reflecting on it. Like you got this revelation. The imagery of the water. What is significant about this pool? Is it a place on campus? Is it, or is it just that it was just a random? We don't even have any body of water on our campus. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it's just the imagery of her. For her, I guess she was, you know, in deep thought about this decision, and it it made her want to go there. But she's a transfer student too, and that's interesting too. I mean, for me, it's like, I'm thinking maybe her acceptance essay, I'm really trying to figure out what that was. Like, what did she say in there? Because Salman, they look at those things very, you know, critically, very critically. So it's just very, very interesting. I mean, why even make the post? That was the other thing. Like, why are you making the post? She's happy and excited She's about proud. being accepted. She fetishized the black experience. It wasn't like, oh, I got into Spellman. Hooray. I'm so glad. I'm so I'm so eager to join the community. Uh, In her defense, she's not there given. yet to learn about her privilege. She's in the beginning of that journey. She did say something about white privilege. So I guess that's good. Was that in her apology? Because she issued an apology. Oh, that was in her apology. Yeah, I guess my question is the black girl magic. I've been dreaming about this aside. If she had not said, I've been dreaming about this and just said, you know, I'm really excited to be expelment, da 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 da. How is her excitement? Or maybe I'll just keep her statement. How is her excitement different from the people who came from the girl from Scripps from California who came and got braids and wore dashikis or whatever? Yeah. For that. And treated Spellman like a real... Because like when you talked about that girl, I'm sure she was really nice. It seems like it was a real study abroad experience for her. It it's almost like her, she went to another right? country, That's right? That's like she could have gone to South Africa for a semester and probably gotten, you know, some braids or some cornrows or something like that. That's and. True. That's always tricky. I know that was something I, I didn't struggle with myself because I'm black and I just feel like it's different when you study abroad. But like when I studied mm-hmm. abroad, sometimes the things that the other non, the white students would be into would be a little weird for me. It was a lot. It was a lot for me when I went. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just kind of like, um, mm, okay. <clears throat> it's just the nature of the school, right? When I say it's a school just for you, it's a school just for black people, there's a lot of personal in it. So the presence of a white person, and if it's like a lot of them say, if you know, this becomes a trend or something, it can be less of a safe space. Because a lot of the the language is we're talking about racism. We're talking about white supremacy. We're talking about history. We're talking about the truth. We're revealing the lies that they told you in public school. So she needs to be open to hearing all of that, you know, because some people can be on the defensive. That's one of the things that, you know, I found lacking in her post was that she didn't mention what quality education she'll be getting from Spelman. Right. Spelman is one of the places where you can get a quality education. Right. Aside from, fine, it's black, it's all women's, but you can also get a quality education. How come she didn't mention it? Yeah. 
you have women who are alum from my school who are just breaking barriers everywhere, you know, corporate world, you know, everywhere. So it's like, like their motto is a choice to change the world. And part of the change in the world is that you're going to see black people doing some dynamic, positive things in this world. And, you know, she's not of that identity, but if she's saying, okay, yes, I want to um, learn about you know my privilege and how I can help the black community that's fine but you trying to say you you're, you are black girl magic that's a problem you know well, like, she didn't, yeah, she or, didn't say she she didn't like, the way it was written you could infer that she wants her. some of it to, to, to rub off on her I guess and I mean I think I know the answer to this but thank you really for pointing out that spell house piece because I think those are like the details that we you know perhaps miss I was like okay she has a college sweatshirt on then it's like oh actually yeah it's not this now it could be that that's what somebody bought for her to congratulate yes, her that's true that's and true. so that's what she got um but how are her motivations different from, you know, a black, I mean, like, what if a black person has those same motivations? What if the black, what, you know, there's a black woman and she's kind of like me, like, okay, I want more house <laughs> You know, and I mean, like going back in history with women's colleges in general, that was part made with, H- it's part of it. Like people went there to get their MRS. I think of yeah. Barbara Bush, she went to Smith for like a year, met George Bush and then left. And yeah. that was a wrap um, for her because she went she she went there to ri- meet a rich man. Good for her, and, you know, <laughs> and get that MRS and keep it moving. Um, and so, I guess yes, there is the race component, but you know, people want to go to colleges for different reasons, and not everybody wants to go to Spelman or any school because of the education. They want to go there for the parties. They want to go there to find a man or a partner in general. They want to yeah. go there because homecoming is lit, whatever it is. And it's not, yeah. I don't know if Spelman has one because y- y'all don't want to- I think they do. They just do it together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's why they want to come. Um, of course, how- you're young. You you want to have fun. You know, you want a good education, you know, but you kind of, some, some people put on the back burner a little bit. Yeah. That's fine. The difference, and even with the, the romantic thing too, if we think about- the statistics in black women getting married that's one man that could have been with a black woman that's with her <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> maybe or maybe he just doesn't you know that's another topic <laughs> you know uh, from what i've observed a lot of those morehouse men do go for non-black women so it's just you know it's it's tricky <laughs> I mean, so how is it different for you that it's a Spellman, a woman? Would, would it be different if it was a white man or a white boy posting about how he's always dreamed of becoming a Morehouse man? Would you be more amenable and wearing a spell? I don't know if Morehouse people wear Spellhouse. Not sweat- really. Thing to do. <laughs> um, but like had, you know, using that same language, the land of like, you know, whatever, the chocolate brothers. And I want to be so a part weird. of it. So my year, I don't even remember the guy's name. Remember I told you, so the guy from Morehouse, um, it was a white guy who became the valedictorian. Ah, I remember that. And he was invited on The View and like everything. But I think he grew up in Chicago and he had like a black family. I think he had a black girlfriend. So I was like, yeah. He was 
all into it. But all on the same, same, he wasn't, I don't know, it, it didn't seem like he was appropriating our culture. Like he just seemed like he was just being himself. And so when it becomes the appropriation, I, I'm not for it. I'm not yep. for it. Just be who you are authentically. And I don't have a problem with it. But the social media age, you know, we didn't have all of that around yeah. when we when we graduated. So it's just so different. And the word can get out so much more now. And then you're you're like critically looking at what people are saying and what the way she said it, it just didn't sound that good. <laughs> it's, it's clear she has some work to do. Um, yeah. To yeah, she her, she acknowledged writing. it. She acknowledged it in yeah. our letter to be fair to her. Yeah. And that's good. That's really good. Maybe her friends was like, okay, that wasn't, that wasn't too good. <laughs> and let me ask this. How different do you think it would be if she were an African coming from, you know, an international African student at Spelman. Right. Do you think there's a difference there or do you think people accept? Yeah, I think we accept, like, we had plenty of students that came directly from Africa, you know, different countries, because it was a lot of international students. And you're us, we're one, like, this school is made for people of African descent, they were just, you know, one generation removed from slavery or had just been slaves not too long ago. So, you know, to me, it's the same thing. You know, do you think people felt kind of those African students felt somewhat uncomfortable in that environment coming from a place where you are the majority and then you come into the U.S. and you're a minority, a racial minority. And then but then within that Spelman bubble, you are part of black majority on campus. But at the same time, I mean, you don't have you don't come in with the same. Yes, you don't come in with the same sensibilities. Do you think things were a little different for them? I think that they, because I know a few people, mostly like Ghanaians, um, one friend from Zimbabwe, integrated like really well, but mm-hmm. also kind of kept to themselves. I had two friends from Ghana and they seemed to, I think they had an international society on campus too. Mm-hmm. So they made their space as well, but that was a part of a Christian uh, campus ministry. And we all were part of the leadership with that. So we were all together. So I feel like it was fine. Like it was a welcoming yeah. type of place. You fit in where you fit in. Some places mm-hmm. I didn't fit in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just college. That's like, you know, institutions across the board, I think. But yeah. that's just okay. interesting, just because for our, again, PWI, but Women's College, same thing. But mm-hmm. because we had a lot of international students from everywhere, the Africans tended to interact a lot with, they still, it still was an American. Yeah. Not verses, but American groups and spaces. And and we did inter, there was cross pollination. I don't know what you want to call it. There was (laughs) crossover, but you know, there was the international student house and they had their events and things like that. And they would sometimes come over and patronize other organizations and stuff too. So interesting to think that like, even if you take color out, we're human beings and we still find them. I was also trying to think of, did I know any international students who did sororities? And I'm thinking Mm. there were some, there were some that did. So do you like, but a very small, (laughs) 
Like they became <laughs> AKAs and Deltas. Yeah, and they became Deltas. But it was a very small percentage, though. Were there any non-Black people of color? Uh, yes. And what is the difference It was mostly like Asians. You know, I remember some girl from Japan exchange students from other women's colleges. So Mm -hmm. they, but they weren't actually like Feldman students because they would leave in a semester or two. Well, how would you feel, um, going back to this, this particular girl, if she had been Latina or if she had been Asian, East Asian, or in, like, yeah, if she had been a, something, a person else. Of, something else besides white. Um, yeah, I think it, the whiteness, it's a difference there. It's a difference only in the sense because the type of education we get, we, we're talking about times where we may have been discriminated against you know what i'm saying and Mm -hmm. you're in these spaces where you're trying to be vulnerable and open about it and then there's some white student there you don't want to offend people (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i can see the difference you know just because the other ethnicities aren't in control like white people are you know and even if they're saying in our country they're going to be the minority soon how do we know that they're not going to still be in control? They're going to yeah. still be in power. Be so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Look at South Africa. It, was, exactly. You know. I don't want us to be like that, but it doesn't look like it's going to be any different. So... So you're saying you think that there is... Black people might feel less open when it's someone... A white person that's in their space. Yeah, so we have a mandatory class called African Diaspora in the World. And it's like kind of a lot of radical, you know, pedagogy of the oppressed. Like we talk about Mm -hmm. like serious stuff. And then we're like in the circle, just letting it all out. Stories, everything. And so I don't know if a white person would be comfortable there with that type of language but some people are and they don't feel any way about it you know and they'll say what's wrong with white people and why they're wrong they'll talk about what they've done in their life you know but i don't know if every black person is okay sharing about things that with makes sense. white people in the same space but yeah. I mean, it certainly makes sense. Even within the PWI experience of being sometimes the only or one of one of the only Black people in a space in a class, and sometimes you are hesitant to to share because you don't want to be perceived as the person who always has to give the Black experience, right? Um, or call they on look to, to you, that. like yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they literally would. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I. To me, I I remember the first time I realized that that was the case. My first semester in college, I was kind of like, I feel really weird. Because, again, we're from the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. Black people everywhere. Like, that's Mm -hmm. been my default. It's normal. It's normal. And I couldn't put my finger on what made me feel so different. And then I realized, oh, I am the only black person in my class. Yeah. Um, Especially as you get further in. Because at least with the intro classes, you know, you're more likely to have a few. But I remember by spring semester. I took this, I'll never forget it, Women in Christianity. 
and they would be asking questions about like black theology yeah. and people would be turning around looking <laughs> to me and then I but I owned it I was like oh okay so my perspective as a black woman is that's good, that's good but somebody else it'd be so much pressure you know yeah. I felt, I used to feel uncomfortable yeah I think it depends on the context I think for yeah. that I was like okay this is just I mean, I am a black woman. That's why I say as a black woman, not the black yes. woman. Um, <laughs> this is what I think. But it is, For yeah, sure. that is that is tough. Um, I think it, 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 this reminds me also, although it's, it's, it's not exactly the same thing, but, you know, in women's college discourses, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the trans community and who is a woman and is the women's college only for women or not? Um, and I think that that's, there's some parallels between that with uh-huh. the HBCU space of like, well, are we only a space for black people or are we a space where it's, are we, are we only a space for black people? Or are we a safe space to really have frank conversations about race and be a right. place where people can feel safe in having discussions or respectful discussions to grow and learn about race and racism and and how we all play into it. So definitely complicated. I wonder what words of wisdom do you have as an alum for this girl who, you know, whether she got dragged on the internet or not, she's going to be... She's going to be, be there. Used to it. <laughs> she's probably going to be in our house, too, with that Spellhouse sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, so what words of wisdom do you have for her? Probably, girl, keep your options open. Don't just... Don't go to no school for no man. Um, <laughs> for sure. How do you know she's only going there? For Maybe she has maybe the other options. She's only going okay. there, but, you know, as Charity pointed out, Spellhouse. She's, she's yeah. the one with a plan. And yeah. I, I don't have no problem with that. Like and I that's said, good. Okay. keep your options open, but lock them in early. It's kind of hard to, <laughs> <laughs> to figure out how to play the game. Transfer but. student. But yeah, I, from, for me, I would tell her, you know, it's a beautiful place, you know, and she's going to be welcomed. Right. But for her to sit back and listen and learn you know, to know that she's there to learn, There's that she doesn't know everything would be the best thing for her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but but to also know that she's representing us, you know? Yeah, at the end of the day. Very you represent my school, so yeah. um, I, I, I really want you to do well, you know? I'm your sister, you know? And that's definitely what Spellman showed me, that sisterhood is real. It's so nice. Like I can see how much you loved your experience. Like, oh man, I did. For me, it's just really dear in my heart. Like amazing. I'm really happy you had that. I do Thank think now you. about the black women at Wellesley that did the semester at Spelman. You know they always came back. They would like, come back sour. <laughs> like, why am I here? <laughs> really? Yeah. They love they 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 I think everyone that I know that did it enjoyed the Spelman semester. So I was like, I don't want to go to another school. I want to go outside the country. But I, in, in retrospect, it would have been interesting to at least get that experience. But again, coming from the D.C. area, I was like, I'm around black people all the time at home. I don't. And need Atlanta to is really the black, black. Very black city. <laughs> it would have been, I mean, again, yeah, the people who did it really enjoyed it. And I love how, like, happy Nothing you are with your experience. I think for my kids, I'll keep it on, you know 
their radar. Definitely. But, you know. I've seen parents Definitely. who send their kids to private all-white institutions and they force their kids yeah. to go to um, the Howards, the Spellmans, the Morehouses. Uh, I think it's experience. important. It's so important. And I could tell that different, um, the private school and the public school, that was easy to tell. And these people were rich too. I was like, okay. So yeah. it's just, it's just yeah. a huge diversity. Huge I think there's a misconception that everybody, cause it's a black school. It's going to be like, poor people and it's like no lots of rich black people <laughs> a significant portion of rich yeah. black people go to hbcus with, with real connections yeah. and all yeah. especially so. the best of the hbcus i would say howard is very similar yeah. to that but it's like um i don't let's not make these assumptions about who people are in their backgrounds um, so yeah you read it I'm really happy that you you had that experience. Thank you, thank you so much for for coming on and and yes. visiting again, sharing with us. Good luck to you know this future Spellman alum. We, yes, you know, yes. Well. Sister, you I know. mean, because like you said, she represents she represents you, and I feel like if she yes. if she does well, that's also a good reflection on the black community as a whole. I consulted some of my Spelman sisters and they said, well, we will have one less Karen in the world. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, the Spelman experience does what it's supposed to. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) And she will spread that knowledge, okay? Spread it. Spread it. We need help. Exactly why I was like, maybe this is a good, before I saw her post, I was like, I think this is a good thing. It is, you know? So we need more people that, that are knowledgeable and who can, who can really pinpoint racism and try to dismantle it. It's yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be really important in terms of breaking down barriers and stereotypes from the inside because yes. white people are going to be more responsive. It just is what it is yeah. to what she says and how she articulates things, and they're going to connect with her in a way that they won't with Black people, or even with videos of Black people dying, right? There's just something about somebody who looks like you, which is why we have these, right? Someone who looks like you saying, this is what this is what the gag is, or this is what it really is, or this is what it comes down to. So we do wish her well. I we hope do. that... I hope that Spellman students still feel like it's a safe space and that they can express themselves um, yeah. with or without her. And I suspect y'all are probably going to get more. Yeah. Yeah. She started it. <laughs> no, but we've had them before. I, I know that she's not the first one. Thank you very much. And again, when COVID is over and people can meet and interact, yes, let's chat up. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll come to your house for dinner. Yes. I'll be here. <laughs> you can cook, though. Yeah.